That's terrible. It's <laughs> <laughs> not ever being used. And we're back. <laughs> do, it, do it again. And we're back. I can't, I can't even say it. All right, try I'm not it again. Doing it again. No, no, do it again. And we're back. Where are we coming from? I, can't, I don't want to use that one. I want to use the first one. All right. For Patreon subscribers, subscribers you want to just give the, all yeah, of our stuff we don't use. That's added value, right? I guess. Here's the other stuff. Yep. That sucks. Well, welcome into another week, another movie night pick, another episode of Down the Hall Podcast. My name's Smooth Intro. It was. Uh, my name is Chet, and I'm sitting here uh, hoping desperately that Rodney's burping has come to a close. It probably hasn't. <clears throat> you know, Rodney, something I did this week was try to finally finish watching the Hunger Games franchise movies. Because mm-hmm. I'd seen the first one under weird circumstances where I remember I went to see a movie at like 10 o'clock at night. And I came out to what I, I expected to be an empty theater. You know, the movie was emptying out close to midnight. And it was packed because it happened to be opening night for the first ever Hunger Games movie. Which to that point, I'd never heard of in my life. Mm-hmm. I walk out and there's like... Hundreds of people dressed up like cosplay, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, and I was offered a free ticket with with Rob, Colorado Rob, and uh, so we watched the first one. I never have watched, I've never finished the series. You were offered like, a free ticket in the sense of how, like why? Just because we were walking out, and we asked somebody, "What, like, who are, like, what is this?" Because there were literally hundreds of people just out in the lobby, like dressed up. Someone had like a fake bow and arrow. Like it was weird. Like you come out that late at night, you expect no one to be there. Mm -hmm. It was packed. They had like six different screens showing it. And so we asked somebody what, like what's going on. And they, and a guy just said, Hey, I've got like extra tickets. Like he had brought a group and he had extra tickets and he gave us them. And And I've never to this day still. So I finally this week sat down to watch, like finish them. And I got all the way to the very last one and fell asleep midway through. So Still have to get to the finish line. You know what? Uh, it's funny that you say that because I uh, I started a Star Wars uh, movie. Yeah, I. You know what? This and, this angered um, me. You started, started with seven. The start of the newest trilogy. The start of the newest trilogy, sure, but it's like deeply tied to the old movies. Mm. I didn't. Uh, you needed to watch those older ones. It first. didn't even. So, like when I work from home, I'll put on a movie, and I feel like a criteria is like, does the movie like cause me to pause enough to pay attention to just it oh man and not even close and i realized the thing is see as an avid star wars fan this is what angers me but i guess i do understand now like i've only seen the first ever harry potter movie and then the one where dumbledore dies mm. and then i also have only seen the second Chet, twilight movie those are movies that i want to watch three times over i've seen i've seen all the twilights so you can't ruin those for me but the the um harry potter harry potter i'm trying to finish those so if you could just relax on spoilers please well let's get back on track so in this episode fun-filled episode we're going to be talking about our movie night pick of the week for you we also have a movie to avoid uh we're going to be doing a game kind of a an offshoot of games we've been playing recently uh this one is going to be called bird name or band name that's the first time that phrase has ever been said before And we're also going to be looking at a topic of movies that are highly underrated. So we asked the listeners, what are the most underrated movies? And we got a ton of responses. So we'll be checking that out too. 
Now, Rodney, mm-hmm. one thing that we do every single week is we ask ourselves the question, what would we do with an extra 115 hours? Because the average person wastes that much time per year just looking for a movie to watch. Here we are trying to save people that time by giving them a movie night every week. So I ask you, Rodney, if you had an extra 115 hours, what would you do with it? You know what I would do? I would actually, um, I would go to more actual movie theater movies. Okay. Yeah. I bought MoviePass recently. This is big news. Ten, $10, $10 a month? $10 a month. And supposedly you can go to as many movies as you want. I think maybe one per day, but as many movies as you want. Um, you can only book it day of. You can't book it in advance. So I feel like that they're also hoping, like if you're trying to go see a massive movie that would have been sold out, otherwise you won't be able to get in. But this is something that I'm really looking for. Actually, the one thing that I'm annoyed by is I bought it a week ago and I still don't have it. Yeah. And they don't give you a digital equivalent. I don't have mine yet either. It's so annoying. They don't give you a digital equivalent. Why? You know, I did email asking if we could get free ones as Down the Hall Podcast, and they said they don't give it to movie reviewers. Joke's on them. We don't review movies, Rodney. We recommend them. <laughs> did you go back to them and say, oh, that's fine. Well, we don't. We no, just, I, we're, we're recommenders. I don't think the guy who handles those emails for them would have uh, understood the nuance. Um, it is a nuance. Um, but so anyway, that's, that's probably something that I would, I would do is spend more time at the, this weekend when you were gone, I was thinking like, there's like three or four times that I thought, oh, I would love to go see a movie right now. Like just, but just on a whim, yeah, you know? And I feel like that's what movie passes for. Definitely. Definitely. Like it's an excuse to just go to the movies on a day that you had nothing else going on. You and I were going to have no excuses down the hall podcast to not be current with like every movie that comes out now. Once we both have this. I, yeah, I agree with you. Although I'm curious if we're going to run into situations where it's like harder to use than we actually expect. That's one thing that I'm, I'm like a little apprehensive about because like nine ninety five, So basically for the cost of one movie, really less than one movie up where month. we live. Up where we live, movies are way more expensive than that. Right. It's like twelve ninety five for a movie. So which is way more expensive to me. That's like two bags of gummy bears. Two dollars. Yeah. Boy, where are you buying your gummy bears? That sounds like a great store. Where are you buying those gummy bears for one dollar yeah, a piece? Just just the gas station. Uh, you know those very, types. Yeah. Uh so anyway, uh yeah, that's probably what I would do. You ready to jump into the movie night of the week? I'm ready to hop on into it. Well, I don't know how you get a podcast, but you should look into it. Yes, of course, it's down the hall. Because I'm psyched. And here we go. So the movie night this week uh, is brought to you by the movie Night Owls. So Night Owls is a Netflix find if there ever was one. And mm-hmm. what I mean by that is, you know how you, you're digging through Netflix and you're kind of going tile to tile to tile? Um, this is one you would probably skip over very easily. And it came out in 2015. It stars Adam Pally, who, if anyone is familiar with the show Happy Endings, he's one of the main characters on that show. Also, Rosa Salazar and Rob Hubble. Now, Rob Hubble is Tevin from I Love You, Man. Do you remember uh, yeah. uh, Paul Rudd's like, co-worker yeah, yeah. there? Yeah. Tevin? Yeah, that's him. Uh, directed by Charles Hood. Like we said, it is on Netflix, so... Um, I'm assuming you either have your own account or you've, uh, you're using somebody else's. So it's free for you. This one is absolutely worth your movie night. The reason that the theme of this episode is kind of underappreciated, underknown or underrated movies is because this one, despite it coming out in 2015 has not been viewed 
by many people. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rodney and I watched it and we loved it. What did you like about it, Rodney? Um, I think I love that. So it's it's an indie film and it's probably like a concept or the style of which that you, you've probably either seen before. Um, it's basically two people in one setting for the entirety of the movie. So it's completely conversation driven and, you know, like, you know, just based on these two people's interaction. But I think that the premise, which I'll explain in a second, really mer- makes it worth the while and then also just the conversation back and forth. So, which I love movies like that. Like I'm I love the before trilogy, before sunrise, before sunset, where it's just a conversation between two people kind of in one setting. Where this though, this is like that but it's it's comedy driven as well. Yeah, right. So I think I forgot to mention it's it's obviously a drama but it's hilarious. Oh no, it's definitely a comedy. I mean, I think of it as being a comedy. Um Adam Pally is is hysterical to me in it. So the plot is basically he uh, leaves a, a wedding or some kind of party or, or, or a bar and um, ends up going back with this girl to what he thinks is her house. And so he's there and, you know, they're they're doing what adults would do if they had left a, a bar together at night, which, you know, I only learned actually in this movie. <laughs> um, but so... I, <laughs> And as they're together, all of a sudden he realizes, like, at one point as he's, like, walking from one place to another, and he's like, wow, you have a really beautiful house, and, like, everything about the house is kind of, like, surprising to him. And then at one point he, like, happens to see some mail, and the name on the on the mail is the name of his boss. Right, which is not to say that it's, like, his wife, like, his boss's wife. This girl is not, this girl is just, like, the insinuation is that she broke into this house. Right. Yeah. The insinuation is either that, or you're just trying to figure out like, why would he have ended up like unbeknownst to him at his boss's house? And so over the course of this, you know, him realizing this, you, you, and I don't think this is a spoiler. You, you realize he works on like a coaching staff and that his boss is kind of this really well-known, well-regarded coach, um, for, for a small school. And he's done big things for the school and, and he kind of idolizes this coach, um so he's really kind of like completely confused and then after he's seen this mail he then goes to find where this girl had gone and she had clearly taken like way too many pills with met with wine right and so instead of calling instead of calling the doctors like 911 he because he knows that he's at you know his boss's house he calls like this other assistant coach and is telling him like the situation, right? So the the coach is basically giving him no information. The the assistant coach is giving him no information, but basically telling him, you know, call this other person who is not nine one one, and have him, you know, come and look at her. So this doctor com- comes in, and it's uh, I forget his name now from from Arrested Development, uh, Buster from Arrested Development, and uh, he comes in and basically tells her that he has to keep her awake. Or else she might die. Right. So Rodney's not actually. So this this is none of this is spoilers. This is all all of what Rodney just said takes place in the trailer. Right. So like if you think he's going plot point by plot point, he's not. The movie, the rest of it is like we, he just said like the two percent of what happens, and that's that's in the trailer. Right. You know, this guy ends up at this house. He thinks he's on a one night stand. Turns out not the girl's house, and also <laughs> he now has to keep her alive at this house that's not his. Right. Yeah. And so at that point, you know, it's just a like that and that all happens really really quickly right so he then is in this puzzle trying to figure out like who is this girl why are we here and also 
side note, I've got to keep her awake to keep her alive, right? So, you know, these movies, I think are, I'm always drawn to these types of movies because I think I dream of having these types of conversations. Like I've definitely had these types of conversations in my life, like the ones that just are like constantly developing and you're continuing to learn something about somebody else. And I think that the movie does it in just a really believable, really great way while also you're sitting there saying like, oh, I wonder how this is going to turn out. Exactly. I think it's like what I love about it is the reality or the genuine feel that the conversations truly have, but also like mixed in with situational comedy. So it's like you're you're bouncing from funny circumstance to funny circumstance where he's trying to keep this girl awake, alive, and then she's like hating every second of it to the point where she's trying to fight him. But then throughout, there's this string of connected conversations where you see their their relationship to sort of their friendship grow and you learn more and more about each character and they both it's funny because neither one of these are famous actors yet within this movie they have such palpable chemistry and so definitely worth your movie night again it's on netflix it's called night owls it's a quick one it's not even two hours long and it's a date night it's a you know just by yourself watching like whatever it is like it's it's a movie that i think will fit all sorts of types of uh, moods in terms of a movie you might be looking for. One of my recent favorites in terms of recommendations we've had. Yeah, completely agree. So, Chad, what did you what did you give this movie? I gave this movie an eight. Um, so scale one to ten, uh, easily an eight for me. I did the same. I I gave it an eight as well. Uh, so the current the current IMDb review though is a little bit lower than that, which I'm surprised by. Um, it's a six point two. However, um, I think, you know, that's that's what the amateurs have to say. Um, if we were to look at professional reviews, on the other hand. Hate, 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 double hate. Lows entirely. I like you a lot. Yeah, so this is interesting. So you're about to read the Rotten Tomato score. IMDb score 6.2. That's, that's too low. I'm not sure what that's all about. But the Rotten Tomato score... Usually what this is is the the professional's opinions, but in this case, we said the theme of this episode would be underappreciated movies. Um, this one doesn't even have enough reviews to be considered officially reviewed by Rotten Tomatoes. So it has like 15 or so professional critic reviews, but we found out that you actually need 40 for Rotten Tomatoes to fully, completely recognize it as being scored. And so, yes, Rotten Tomatoes will show a score for this movie, and the score is 100%. But to be fair, it hasn't yet reached 40 reviews. But of the ones it does have, they're all like everyone who's reviewed it has loved it so far. Right. And yeah, exactly. It's 100%. So, I mean, of those who have reviewed so far, everyone is giving it a positive review. So I'm not sure why the IMDb score is lower, but I also know that it has 1,500 reviews, which is significantly under the average. So um, speaking of some of those reviews on uh, Rotten Tomatoes, this one comes from RogerEbert.com. It says, actors Adam Paley and Rosa Salazar, who carry the entire film, are not just game for this kind of material. They feel born to it. Their dynamic sparks all over the place. Which I also agree with. It feels like you start to get to know them so much that, like, I don't know, they feel like close friends or something. Like, you kind of inevitably start to know, like, how how things might shape up, but you're still looking forward to seeing it. Another one comes from Austin American Statesman. Not sure what that is, but it says Night Owls isn't a typical romantic comedy in any capacity, and it succeeds because the lead actors have such an incredibly genuine chemistry. 
So do we not have any... Is this going to be the first movie that we don't have any negative reviews? It has literally no negative reviews so far. Zero. Now, granted, we haven't seen Slant get a hold of it yet. I'm assuming that they're going to rip it to shreds. But in the meantime, it hasn't been diluted by Slant or any other bad reviews. Wow, that's pretty good. There's an old saying in Tennessee. I know it's in Texas, probably in Tennessee, that says, fool me once. Shame on... Shame on you. If fool me, we can't get fooled again. However, on the flip side, Rodney, so each week we do a movie to avoid. Okay, and the criteria for movie to avoid, it's not just a movie that we find bad. It's a movie that we find bad that was highly regarded or, worse, highly recommended by somebody else. So you have these lists like Collider. You Google like best Netflix movies and they're going to come up with a whole list, right? And if we watch those and, and we find that they're not worth people's time, that's what this segment's for, movie to avoid. So this one, though, I got to tee you up because this is a movie that you're saying to avoid. However, it is highly regarded by a high Rotten Tomato score, pretty high IMDb score. It's on every single net list of best Netflix movies. It's promoted by Netflix. It's a Netflix original. It's like everything about a movie night that we would either go for or try to avoid. So it's called I Don't Feel at Home in the World Anymore. And you said this is one to avoid. Why? So I feel like, you know, I'm not really afraid to disagree. I will say I'll I'll throw out the caveat that, you know, if you want to go out there and see it, there are a lot of people and including critics who are giving this movie high marks. To me, I feel like, you know, if you've ever had that experience of watching a movie that a whole bunch of people said that they really liked and you're like, you guys have to have been making this up. Yeah, Requiem for a Dream. So Elijah Wood and uh, Melanie Linsky were like the two stars. I feel like I was supposed to really, really like them and be rooting for them, but there's just something really annoying and boring about them to me. And they were kind of the, the central characters. And so I think everything that ends up happening around them is kind of this wacky story storyline that it just doesn't end up being all that compelling. And also to me somewhat unbelievable, which maybe I would have forgiven if I had the patience for both of their characters, the characters who are carrying the movie, but I just so it's it's tough to it's tough to ask people to get emotionally invested in an entire movie if you don't like the actual main characters, right? And I think that's my and I can't really find it within like my own thoughts right now to to, to explain why why I feel they're just they're just unlikable to me. That's fine. Listen, you know? I, I was going through my watch list last night and I took that one right off because you had said to, to avoid it. And, uh, for consistency's sake, I'm, I'm going to, there's way too many movies out there to watch way too many good ones to check out. I don't want to waste two hours of one that I, I would rather have just moved on past. So that's why we do that segment. And so this week, the movie to avoid, I don't feel at home in the world anymore. Do you really love the lamp? Or are you just saying it because you saw it? I love lamp. I love Lamp. So the topic today is going to be underrated movies. So I guess what Brick might say is, I love these movies. I love Lamp and nobody else likes Lamp. Yeah, okay. So movies that... Nobody else nearly appreciates Lamp for all of its good deeds. Just shining light in in every room. Which a Lamp... Are you a a Lamp or an overhead light person? You know what I love? I'm always a Lamp person. Because I think that Lamps are... You know what I also love? Did you ever have a clap lamp? A or clap, clap lamp or clap light clap light yeah, yeah. or the clap uh i've so far avoided the yeah, clap i've good. had a clap light that's good i was um, just ten, I, was, I think they're I was mutually gonna, exclusive 
They are different, I think. In my experience. Yeah. <laughs> I think that uh, we should define our criteria of what we mean by underrated movies, right? Because I think that the problem was we got so many responses this time, and a lot of them were movies that are definitely not underrated. <laughs> They're movies that are like, that some I got were like best picture nominations at points. Like, yeah, underrated. <laughs> that's, that, that can't be underrated if it was nominated for best yeah. picture. But I think what we're talking about are movies that are either ones that not enough people have seen in our opinions or the, the listeners' opinions, or ones that like, yeah, we know what people say, even if they think it's good. But it's still underappreciated in our books because it's not just good. It's phenomenal, right? Yes. Okay. So um, why don't we lead off with uh, with the listeners? And then we'll come back to what you have to say and what I have to say. Yeah, I've got one, I think. Okay. So uh, we're going to start with Craig from Take Two Podcast, who lives cool. in the, the DC Hey, area. Craig. Yeah, absolutely. You got to start with, uh, he gets priority uh, oh, yeah, on yeah. our list. So uh, Craig from the Take Two Podcast, he says, Pool Hall Junkies. Now, I looked this one up, and similar to Night Owls, it's it hasn't reached the 40 reviews yet on rotten tomatoes but this is so strange because i had never heard of it before but the next one that we had coming in was from adam in minnesota and he also said pool hall junkies is it is this like a netflix original is it new is it old i gotta do more research on it i have no idea you didn't see the year no i didn't uh so jimmy in massachusetts says green street hooligans another elijah wood film actually that movie's fantastic have you ever seen that I don't know. I felt like people just like Boondock Saints, like the first time I ever watched that. I felt like that was a more New England, like, oh, bro, you got to see this movie. That Then when I saw it, I thought, like, I guess it's okay. We don't all talk like that. So Laura from Nantucket says Holes. So this is one that I would think is, like, mostly considered to be a good movie. But she's saying, like, no, no, one of the best ever. Yeah, I mean, I, is it considered to be great? I mean, I yeah, remember it was a yeah, famous I think story. Most, most people, most people would famous say book. Like, it's a highly regarded movie. I think. Yeah, um, I actually haven't seen it. Really? Or read it? No like way. I remember, I remember that it was a famous book before. Stanley Yelnats, Hector Zeroni. That's a great. That's a caveman. Wait, what was that's the? A, yeah, but who great, was the author? Louis Louis something. Louis. You thinking of Louis Stevens? No, no, no. Louis also. No, the 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 author. Uh, Hayden from Dallas. This is this one's great. Equilibrium with Christian Bale, Sean Bean for about five minutes. You ever seen this? Equilibrium? No, I haven't seen that it. one's fantastic. Honestly, that's like a nine out of ten for me. Really? Maybe a ten out of ten. What is the uh, amazing? What's it like? How? When did that come out? Uh, I want to say like early two thousands. Okay. Uh, I'll tell you the plot later. That's not why we're we're doing this right now. Connor from North Carolina says, "Real Steel." You. Ever- with, Real uh, Ste- with Hugh Jackman? Real Steel. I have a short list of like the worst movies I've ever seen. Real Steel is one of easily one of the worst movies I've literally ever seen in my well, life. Well, I have to say, I don't know who Connor from North Carolina is, but I mean, if it's considered the worst movie in the world and you think it's pretty good, it doesn't that make it underrated? I mean, I consider it the worst movie in the world, so I guess he's saying I underrate it. I Boy, I'll tell you. You know what that movie was? It was basically the live action like Rock'em Sock'em Robots. Yeah, I remember the I remember the commercial. I know that Hugh Jackman was the one control like he was like a boxer controlling a robot, so he would box and the boxer would copy him. Phil from New Hampshire says Abraham Lincoln Vampire Slayer. I I ever since I saw the preview for that, I remember seeing the preview for that and thinking like, oh, is someone playing a prank? Next one is Keith from Idaho says Sunshine, which is like a sci-fi movie. You probably have not seen that. I have not seen that either. 
These are this is like a full list of movies I haven't seen. Man, I guess that makes them correctly underrated. I don't normally read this many. I mean, we only have a few more left, but I loved how many responses we got, and I love also how they were kind of scattered all over the country, which is yeah. pretty fun too. Christian from Pennsylvania, this is one we just watched recently. Um, the Gift with Joel Edgerton. He's like that. Uh, oh, that like was a pre- good one. Yeah, that yeah. one was really really good. Jason Bateman. Yeah, I tell you. I have a crazy soft spot for Jason Bateman. What do I love about Jason Bateman so much? I don't know, but I think if you were to walk in the room right now, you'd take your shirt off. I don't know. (laughs) John from Rhode Island said Spirited Away. I don't know what that is. Is that the the anime or the horse movie? It's it's not Spirit. That's the horse movie. It's anime. Okay. That one is so good. That movie is so good. And I don't really like anime movies. He made me watch this. John from Rhode Island? Yeah. You know who that is. And he made me watch it. And it was amazing. Nick from Louisville, uh, a recent addition to the Down the Hall community. He just started listening. He he uh, messaged us talking about how much he really liked the show. So Nick from Louisville, What's thank up, you Nick? for that. Also, <laughs> it's a, he that's says, my uh, contribution. What's, What's up, up Nick? Nick? What's up, bro? All of a sudden, I start saying talking that diff- way differently than I ever would. If I were to ever see someone in real life and say "What's up, Nick?" I'd just be like, "I'm kidding." I'm, 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 hi, how are you? I'll shake your hand. His is uh, seeking a friend for the end of the world. Which is one of my yeah, favorites. That's under. I would consider I that love, underrated. Love that movie. Yeah, love that movie. And this last one comes from Ben from Connecticut, and this is actually also my answer, which is why I saved it for last. Mm-hmm. Uh, Warrior with Joel Edgerton and Tom Hardy. That's a really good one. I think now it's probably picked up steam because it does have a really good cast. It's a, it's about. I, I don't want to say it's about UFC because it's not or like MMA. That's that's the backdrop for the story. I'm not a big MMA guy, but it's really about brotherhood and family and loss and fantastic movie. It's actually in my top 10 of all time. So the funny thing for me about that movie is I saw it on Netflix. I had literally never heard of it. Like I just decided to play it and was blown away by how good it was also. Like I love I love that movie. But the one that I have for you also happened to me blew me away when i watched it and i have to tell you something that i think it's way more underrated because how much money would you assume that warrior made because warrior yeah i'm not good with stuff like this so it made i don't know I'm, I'm just, i just happen to have looked so it made 25 million roughly okay in the box office. It's a lot of movie pass yeah so that's like you know it's a probably not nearly it's it you know in comparison to huge movies it's probably a tenth or you know somewhat smaller it it's not like it was a crazy scene sure so i think it fits as an underrated movie the movie that i love that i saw first on netflix and was blown away is called stuck in love yep which i believe you've seen we've i have i really like it we've actually talked about it on the podcast before our first ever episode we talked yeah. about it as one of your top five movies yep. ever and so it's a uh, 7.3 on imdb it's got you know, pretty high um, critic reviews, but Chet, this movie made, and I'm just looking to confirm, this movie made $78,000. Which is basically like a couple summers worth of paper roots. I mean, $78,000? Like, there's no way, like, I feel like people lost a ton of money. I mean, this movie does have Greg Kinnear, Jennifer Conley. Um, yeah, that movie was fantastic. It has a lot of, like, notable people in it as you watch it. I mean, this is a movie that I adore. Yeah. I love this movie. Yeah. Agreed. And it's kind of like based on like a family of writers. Anyway, but yeah. the fact that the fact that it's that underseen to me is is tragic. 
Yeah, so I mean, like you said, the theme of this episode, underappreciated, underrated movies. And at the top of the list for us, at least, is Night Owls. So make sure you go out of your way to watch that. Let me explain to you, though, what we're going to be doing for the rest of this episode. We're not exactly done. We are going to talk about our favorite scenes from Night Owls. So we don't want to spoil anything for you. If you're planning on seeing it, go ahead and jump ship. But before you jump ship, hang on, because we're going to do the bird name or band name segment, which I think is probably going to be funnier than it might sound. And also, we want to give a little shout out to a couple of our friends. So uh, one of those friends, we just recently got off the phone with them, is uh, Checked Out in Jersey, guys. Uh, You can hear us live on their show at 8 p.m. on Thursdays. They said, Chet, that they pick Thursdays as opposed to Mondays now to avoid competing with Monday Night Football. Yeah. The challenge is that they didn't realize that there is such a thing the past two years of Thursday Night Football. Yeah. Uh, And also, not that Thursday Night Football is the best product, but it still happens. Yeah. So anyway, you can hear us there. uh, And basically, we we usually have a conversation about the movie that we picked. um, And they give us a review of the pick that we had uh, the week before. And usually other mayhem also ensues. So Certainly. Very cool. So also we want to give a shout out to Movie Rob, who recently has been writing proper reviews for the movies we've recommended. So we kind of figured out how we're going to do it, and we're going to get his reviews onto our site uh, through the way of, of actually linking to his his blog site. Now he's approaching 3,400 movie reviews, which is insane, which is insane. So many. And I got to tell you, he doesn't just do them. He does them well. They're really interesting reads. He brings out points that you wouldn't just see normally, and he he makes you think. And so he's looking for people to recommend movies for him that he can watch, that he can review as he approaches that number. So make sure you go ahead and do that. Okay, Rodney, so I've got uh, another segment here for you. You know, I'm just curious. When is it going to ever happen where you have one for me? I just want to know. You know, I've... I. I had some ideas, and then you said that you'll just you'll just keep coming up with them. So I don't know if I, I should take offense to that, or I don't. I didn't say I'll keep coming up with them. I said I had one for this week. I don't doubt that you have ideas. You're a very creative guy. But in any way, uh, I do have one for you tonight. Okay, and that's we've done recently movie or metal. We've done horse name or movie. We've done all sorts of things. Okay, so this night because it's called Night Owls, the movie's called Night Owls. I went with the I went with the bird theme. Huh, that's odd. I thought that would be big news. You thought what would be big news? Well, there seems to be an absence of a certain ornithological piece. Okay. So this one's going to be, I'm going to give you a name, okay? And you have to tell me if you think that's the name of a bird or a punk band. What if I told you that I was an ornithologist? Is that the study? Is that someone who studies birds? I mean, the way you just delivered it made me, makes me question the validity of it. So um, you can tell me whatever you want now. Yeah. Ornithologist. A headline regarding mass awareness of a certain avian variety. That's probably not correct. And Louis Sackar is the name of the author of Holes. What are you talking about? Oh, have you not heard? It was my understanding that everyone had heard. So do you understand the uh, rules here? So I'm going to give you a name. I, I barely do. You're telling me that there are names of birds that might be confused for bird names. You just simply have to say if it's a band or a bird. Very simple. Heard what? Brian, don't! Well, a bird, bird, bird. I get, I oh, I get that part. Sorry, Chet. I oh, should sorry. have explained. That's not the part that I'm, I'm just confused by the idea that you have options that could be either, that might be challenging for me. That's the part that I'm a little, like, so, I don't understand. Exuding much confidence here. Let's start right away with Coxsparrer. I, I guess I just underestimated really quickly my knowledge of birds. Um, Could you spell it? Do you want a country of origin, too? The fact that it's so direct, I'm going to say that that's a punk band. It is a band, yes. Yeah. What about Skua? 
I'm going to say that's a bird. Sure, it is a bird. But Curlew. I'm going to say that's a bird. Yep, three for three. This one's the easiest one. I actually thought by now you'd be 0 for 3, so I wanted to throw in like an easy one. Chumbawamba. Oh, I remember yeah, the band. Yeah, obviously band. Okay. Yeah, if I get knocked down. Sun with I get two up against. Oh, okay. Now you, now you got me a little. Um, boy, if I go 100%, I'm already dreaming of 100%. I'm going to go bird. Band. Oh, dang Sun it. is a band. Sun All with right, two I no. okay. All right, coot. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to go band. Bird. Anas, A N A S. <laughs> I had to emphasize the second A there. See, now you're just trying to throw because a band would be named Anas, but a bird is probably named Anas. I'm going to say bird. Yep, correct. Bird Anas. Uh, Husker Do. <laughs> How do you spell it? H U S K E R D U. Husker Do. <laughs> I'm going to say bird. It's a band. Sandpiper. Who? Who is that? <laughs> Sandpiper. That's a band. No, that's a bird. It's a bird. It's a bird. Bird. Big wig. An earwig is a worm. Okay, well, that's neither <laughs> what we're looking for. I'm so. going to go with a band. Okay, you're correct. Uh, tyrant flycatcher. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go band. Oh, man. No, it's a bird. It's a bird. Tyrant, tyrant flycatcher? flycatcher. Who named it's it? Is it one word? No, no, it's two different words. Tyrant, flycatcher. Okay, bird shouldn't like a species shouldn't have a two two word name. I'm sorry, that's bald dumb. eagle is a two word name. It's also a bird. <laughs> it's a, I'm gonna say that's a bird. Nuthatch, one word. <laughs> <laughs> that's a band. It's a bird. <laughs> last two, man. This is really falling off the rails. Uh, How does two. it always happen? I start. So the thing is, you get me off guard because I start like rolling. And then I start to struggle because I'm trying to answer too quickly. Buzzcock. <laughs> it's a band. Yes. Last one. I feel like you've, you're kind of like split here. I feel like if you get this last one, I'll say you got more than you did. Oh, I definitely got more than I did if I get this one. Thrush. <laughs> Such a gross word. Um <laughs> It's uh, I think in in like it's like a British gross word I think I've learned from the show TV show Derek. Uh I'm going to say that's a bird. It is a bird. Bang. See it you later. Easy. What we've learned what we've learned recently is that it does not matter what he does so long as he gets the last one correct. He'll walk away <laughs> with nothing but confidence. That is indeed true. I told you not to give details. Yeah, well, you're the one who gave me the details. Here we are. Once again, in the uh, the details section of the podcast where we can freely roam, we can talk about anything regarding the movie without worrying about spoiling it for anyone. My favorite scene, uh, since you've asked me to go first, which tells me you probably don't have an answer. My favorite scene is when uh, at one point while he's trying to keep her alive, <laughs> he thinks that the best thing to do is force her to vomit in order to oh, yeah. make the whatever pills she took come up. And so he's kind of holding her over the toilet and he's sticking his own hand down her throat. And she starts to puke. And then he starts to puke. It reminded me of that family guy scene where they're all just puking in the room together. And then he does puke. Scene. He like yeah, pukes he over top of her <laughs> he head. Does, you know? yeah. um, what was your favorite scene? Man, I, I feel like, to me, this is a movie that's so driven by their, their conversation that it's hard for me to like pinpoint one individual scene. I guess I'll take a cop out where you know they're they're arguing back and forth and basically it feels like it's pretty clear that they've they've you know fallen for each other mm-hmm. to some degree or at some level um 
and she's still obsessed with the coach and um in that whole process she you're you're not really sure which way she's going to choose and at the end they basically ask her so the coach kind of reveals kind of continually reveals some you know truer truer colors to the point where he is trying to get her to go convince adam Polly to not say anything right to kind of maintain the coach's reputation but as she goes out to him she kind of decides to go with him as opposed to do anything else right she so it's it to me it was a movie that you know has an ending that isn't you know impossible to foresee but at the same time you know they left enough up in the air that when that does happen to me it was uh it was a pretty satisfying scene yeah i agree this one i i can't believe that i would have never seen this i mean what i did was i i used the pro tip that we gave last week of going to the actual categories themselves rather than what the Netflix homepage shows. I think I went to drama and just kind of put it like started going through and just putting any movie that had a high, I was like comparing rotten tomato scores, spent the extra 115 hours doing this, found this one. This one is fantastic. I'm really glad that we're, that it, it, that we watched it, that it was great and that we're able to recommend it to the listeners. So I'm excited to see what people think about this one. I completely agree. All right. Well, you can catch us every single week here on Monday nights where we give you a movie of the week. Uh, you can email us at down the hall podcast at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter, uh, down the, at down the hall guys. Um, and of course go to our website where you can scroll down to the bottom, recommend a movie for us to watch down the hall podcast.com. Am I forgetting anything? God, I hope not. Cause I've got no brain cells. Okay. I'm Chet. That's Rodney. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks.